calling Facts on Facts, the mobile fact service. Please pick a letter of the alphabet. Oh my god. Um, okay. G. Please pick a number one through five. Three? You are going to receive facts about giraffes. Okay. All right. Let's do, let's do giraffe facts. Giraffes are picky eaters. Oh, all right. Well, literally, one, one might say that they pick with their, with their teeth. <laughs> The bulk of their diet is made up of trees and bushes. Acacia trees are their utmost favorite. I like this Pokedex bit you're doing. You sound like you sound like a more annoying Pokedex. Giraffes only need to sleep 5 to 30 minutes in a 24-hour period. How do they sleep? Standing up. <laughs> what do they what do they do with their what do they do with their necks? A giraffe's neck is too short to reach the ground. As a result, it has to spread its front legs or kneel to reach the ground for a drink of water. Or to sleep. How, what does it do with its neck when it sleeps? While it is thought that giraffes did not make any sounds, this is now known to be untrue as gi- giraffes below. What do they do with their necks when they sleep? Pokedex. Snort, hiss, and make flute-like sounds, as well as a low pitch n- noises beyond the range oh of human God. hearing. This fucking thing is broken. What did giraffes do with their necks? When they when they when they snooze when they when they nap. No two individual giraffes have the exact same pattern. Oh my god! Would you like to subscribe to Giraffe Facts? Look, I found some pictures. They they turn their necks around like macaroni and lay them on their on behinds. their backs. It's pretty nice, right on their butts. So they they literally use their butt as a pillow, which is maybe the most fucking fascinating thing I've ever seen. And uh, I found it on my cool phone and not on my bad Pokedex. So I think it's time to take that back to the store. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, the internet's first curated volume of other people's opinions. I'm Jess. And I'm Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan I, 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 feel, I feel a really a pretty, pretty harsh energy about my new bit here. I bought you this Pokedex for Christmas. <laughs> and I thought that you would like Facts on Facts. The number one fact service. It's the day of one good intro. <laughs> Woo! That's right, everybody. It's the day of one good intro. The day when we pray to the heavens and ask, please, God, inspire us with one single good intro. And five attempts later, we landed on something. <laughs> Listen, I think Giraffe Facts is a great <laughs> intro. <laughs> you said it out loud. You said it out loud and started laughing because you heard it. You heard it enter the space around you in concrete sound waves. So, folks, on this show, what we do is we sit across the table from each other and we try out different introductory bits for an hour and 40 minutes. And then we settle on giraffe facts. After that, we search the internet for the funniest things that we can find about absolutely anything. And then we bring them and we surprise each other with the absolute insanity, inanity, 
asinineness, mundanity, mundanity of the things. Mundanity. We- <laughs> of <laughs> of things have to people have to say on the internet. I am going first this week. What is your topic, Jonathan? Do you think I can do that too with Van Halen's Panama? Panamanity. No. Van, Van Halen is your fir- is your is your topic? No. That's so interesting. What do people have to say about Van Halen? Oh my god, so many things. Um yeah, no, we're doing reviews for Van Halen t-shirts on Amazon pre-ripped. Oh, there is a pre pre-armpit stink. Here's a one-star review. It just says Panama. <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> Um, no, we are going to uh, return to a recurring segment. Ooh. Click me, baby, one more time. Oh, shit. We're going to be looking at more classic, more mobile adaptations of classic games by everyone's favorite developer and at some point voted the worst company in America, EA Games. Oh, fuck. Okay. It's going to be a good one. So we're going to dig into some shit here. All right. We're going to dig real deep into some into some shit. Yeah, we're going gonna... to. I'm so glad I brought a lighthearted and fun topic. Good. Did you, so that means you didn't, right? No, I, I, I definitely, you, totally brought a lighthearted and fun topic. Honestly, can't tell. Honestly, can't tell. <laughs> Who can? We are also visiting a, a recurring segment, a recurring area um, for my part of the show. We are going to the belligerent bibliophobes book yes! nook. Uh, this, my, both of my bits... Um, but the first one definitely were inspired by listener Quinn. So thank you, listener Quinn. Thank you, Quinn. I'm very grateful for you for helping us get back to the book nook, which we haven't been to in a while. A while. So keep on rocking, Quinn. Um, and we are going to talk about controversial young adult literature. So like banned book stuff? Uh, not banned. But in that one same of them ha- but, okay. but con things... Uh, young adult literature that has themes that upset some people that are very controversial. Do you want to hear about our first controversial topic? Controversial. Controversial topic. Yes, I do. The controversy is that some people would like to be who they are. This controversy is covered in the children's book, Red, A Crayon Story. I don't expect you to, this is a more recent children's book, so I don't expect you to have read it before. I will not be surprised if you've never heard of it. Red, a crayon story is about a, a crayon that has a red label on it, but it is not a red crayon. It's a blue crayon, uh, but it has a red label. So everybody around it tries to help it be a better red crayon. And its mom sends it on play dates with yellow crayons and says to make orange. And its friends kind of bully it and tell it it's not very good at being a red crayon. It just like tries to make strawberries but can't do do it. And then eventually it meets this boat that needs an ocean. And then it's like, hey, wait a second. I'm a blue crayon. I can draw the ocean. Once it figures out that it's a blue crayon and wasn't ever a red crayon, it like, it finds it's easy to be, to be itself. And that's better. And it's, it's a book about acceptance and like figuring out who you are and like not judging anybody by the labels. It's got a lot of like good meaty stuff for children, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. Sounds great, right? I was like waiting for the moment that I would be upset. That sounds pretty dope. I'm uh, into it. Yeah, it is, in fact, pretty dope. <laughs> uh, I, I really like it. I've read the book. Um, it's, a, it's a great little book. Uh, crayons are very popular in children's literature right now. Um, it's by Michael Hall, in case anybody w- wants to look it up. It's fantastic. However, I know this is going to shock you. Not everybody feels the same way I do. 
Oh, do go on. T. Whiteman has a one-star review. This book is inappropriate for the age group for which it is intended. And what age range would we say that that, that probably falls in? Um, we're talking like pre-K through low elementary, like four, five, six. And generally, books about crayons, very inappropriate for that age group. <laughs> Deeply inappropriate for that age group. Yeah. I mean, I was mostly eating them. So anything that would inspire me to that That must one. be what this comment is about. Yeah. The whole time I was so confused. I was like, mm, I don't understand. I feel like crayons are perfect for lo- young children. But you are right. They're going to think this is some sort of recipe book. I mean, that's kind of like... I. I usually thought I would eat a purple crayon and be like, this would be perfect as a grape crayon. And it's not. And it was disappointing. <laughs> it was disappointing every time. Especially those scented time. fucking markers. I wanted yeah. to eat those so bad. Every time I wanted to eat those. Didn't. Did eat a lot of crayons. <laughs> did not eat those markers. Eight Crayons Club. I did not know we were both members of the Eight Crayons <laughs> I Club. I mean, who is is anyone not members of the Eight Crayons Club? I don't know. People can add us. Hey, Liz, at me if you've never eaten a crayon. I won't believe you. Bobo has a one-star review. (laughs) Confusing topic for young kids. A blue crayon with a wrong label, red. This is a confusing concept for young kids. This is a board book. If this book is meant to spark discussions, the target audience should be for older kids. Because, like I keep saying, you shouldn't talk to children until they are at least 10 years old. What are they going to learn if we talk to, like, five-year-olds? You can't have a discussion with a five-year-old. I, I don't know how to. So I See, I was making a big joke. I was making yeah. a joke about how we should talk to children, but then I looked at you and you were like, this sounds great. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> Can I not? We're not going to talk to five-year-olds anymore? Score. Sign, sign me the fuck up, yeah. <laughs> so I just realized that you're a bad partner for my bit <laughs> here. I'm going to go find somebody who likes children. Yeah. No, it's officially Abbott and Nostello. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> One star by S. Min at all. Not what you think it's about. Oh, what is it about? Be warned. This book is written specifically to push an agenda. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Regardless of how you feel about the issues, you need to know this is what your child will be reading. Neither the labor- labeling nor the summaries make this clear. This is not just a fun book about colors and crayons. I'm not a people hater, nor close-minded. All right. But I do want to know what my child will be thinking and reading when I purchase a book. Like, we're definitely veering sharply to the right side of the yogurt selections. (laughs) (laughs) You know? We're going to the far right side of the yogurt selections. Basically in sour cream at this point. Yeah, and we just don't know what flavor we're going to get. Yeah. Maybe it's cookies and shit. Maybe it's maple asshole. We really don't know yet. But I, I just really like, I want to know what my child will be thinking when they consume a piece of media. Well, I like that it needs to be labeled. Well, like, also- this, this kid's book is rated CP, contains politics. <laughs> but thing is, like, I just, okay, and this is, this is me, but I just, I feel like that shit just shouldn't be political. It's not under politics. Yeah, I'm not going to get on my soapbox. I'm not going to get on my soapbox. This is me stepping off my soapbox. Um, <laughs> also, I just like the the whole synopsis is on Amazon. So everything I just told you at the beginning mm-hmm. is on Amazon. So they already knew it was a book about a crayon that 
was labeled one thing that it wasn't. And then it goes to Europe and it finds itself. And yeah, it takes it takes a gap year and it yeah. comes back wearing tight pants. <laughs> um, but don't worry, they're not a hater nor close minded. <laughs> one star from Megan B. A people hater. That's the important. Not a part. people hater is a people eater. The co- yeah, because hater is like a cultural term. That's like fun slang. <laughs> people hater. Not a people. I'm not a people hater. Is what someone says if they've never heard the fun slang hater, <laughs> and they just they just also don't want to use the word bigot because it feels too on the nose for what they are. <laughs> it feels yeah. It just feels a little too. <laughs> You know, can we just can we just do away with the labels? You know, yeah. it's the labels. I just would love it if you didn't label me as a bigoted transphobe. <laughs> you know, if you could just stop labeling me, I think that we'd be in a better place. <laughs> Let children be children. I, I hate it when authors try to secretly push their own personal opinions slash agenda to kids via a picture book. And this is what Red is all about. Michael Hall pushes transgender acceptance through his picture book about crayons. Jesus Christ, we're just going to say it? Just going to say me. it. Really? This, this Come is on some now. Ravine shit. I don't know. Let's just let children be children. Uh, I know, I know it's a little Paula Deen Ravine, but cuz I know I know I'm really treading the line here. However, I brought ones that were funny. <laughs> <laughs> Because the premise of this review is let children be children, which is funny to me because this person does not, would not, they do not want children to be children. They want children to be girls and boys. As defined by at the hospital. At the, these are girls and these are boys. Yeah. We do not have any children. We only have the girls and we only have the boys. <laughs> there are no children here. There is the only gender. <laughs> Only papyrus. <laughs> there, there is only the pink and the blue. That is all we have here. <laughs> we do not have the children. We do not have the green colors. No. <laughs> if you do it in a silly voice, <laughs> it, it, seems, it seems less charged. <laughs> the drop down menu only has uh, two options male and female. I like only that yours is a two. little bit like. <laughs> Hey, it's me, Mario. Listen, there's only two drop-down options. It's just a me and it's a Luigi. The two genders, Mario and Luigi. <laughs> I'm definitely Luigi. <laughs> I think we're both Luigi. <laughs> I've got two magnanimous moments just to bring us bring us back back down okay okay Are you ready they're both five star reviews yeah this is a five star review from ava omg this is a trans allegory and i love it okay <laughs> just just a fun one and then kelly says this is a great book for all kids and perfect for my one daughter who has autism and my other who is gender non-conforming and right. i just five stars that just made me happy because there's a lot of reasons that somebody might feel like they're in a they're in a red label, but they're a blue crayon. There's a lot of reasons somebody might feel like they don't fit in. Let's just let kids be kids, maybe. maybe. Is my maybe is my point. So there, there we go. I tried. I hope I treaded the line not appropriately enough between like my absolute vitriol <laughs> and our comedy podcast. I think it worked out way better. I think it worked out just fine. <laughs> Thank I, you, listener Quinn. Uh. 
it's apparent to me that you only picked like five reviews because you knew that was going to be a fucking hogwash. I know, I know, I know. My next book, The Controversy, is a little bit easier to joke about, so. Gotcha. It'll be, don't worry. Things get chiller. I started real feisty and things are going to get chiller from here. Well, we're going to veer. I am so ready to veer. We're going to. me, baby, one more time. time. Bow, Um. So, EA. EA. Electronic Arts, get in the game. Get in the game. Get in the game. Um, I was, I did contact EA's lawyers just to see if we could even do this. And they said it was cool, but that every time we say EA, as long as it's not in a review, we have to say get in the game. Oh, get in the game. Yeah. So okay. anytime I say EA, get, get, in the game. get in the game, we have to say get in the game. Get, get in the game. Okay. We're going to take a look at two EA mobile adaptations. Get in of, the game. Get in the game. Of classic games. The first one is like a true classic. Okay. Importantly, a true classic that EA Get in the Game did not originally create. This is the mobile adaptation of Dungeon Keeper. Oh, okay. How much do you know about Dungeon Keeper? Enough to go, oh, okay. Right. So uh, Dungeon Keeper was originally a bullfrog game, which I've mentioned before, Mm -hmm. uh, because they made Theme Park, the first like theme park game. Uh, Peter Molyneux was the head guy at Bullfrog. And he's the one with the boy. Yes, he's the one with the boy. He's okay. the one with Milo. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. I know uh, I know about him. So Dungeon Keeper was a Peter Molyneux thing. They also made like Theme Hospital and some other like big ones. And it's it was a game within that very specific niche of like base building games where you built specific rooms in a confined space. So it's kind of a management game, but very like not a lot of creativity, very structured. Okay. Okay, I get the picture, though. And Dungeon Keeper was about building a dungeon, and you play as the bad guy. That was the big gimmick. You're the bad guy. Your dungeon gets invaded by heroes. You have to build traps and shit. Oh, that's fun. So you're, like, trying to catch the heroes. Yeah, and it's kind of a real-time strategy game, but the heroes, you're, like, your villains in the dungeon all have AI, so they just go where, like, you can put down a flag, and they'll go there, but they fight on their own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of a management thing, kind of a real-time strategy. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And very much a classic. Uh, Dungeon Keeper 2, I think, was probably played more. And it was a more refined version that came out in 1999. So pretty old. And EA... Get in the game. Get in the game. Get in the game. Has a mobile version. Yes. Uh, EA has bought Dungeon Keeper. It's just called Dungeon Keeper. It's on mobile. You can get it on Google Play. It has 4.2 review. Uh, four, it has a 4.2 star average out of 68,000 reviews. Okay. Because that's Google Play. That's how it works. And we're going to look at some reviews. We're going to look at what some people think. We have a five-star review from Stephen Case. I played Dungeon Keeper 2 extensively when it came out new. So when I saw this, I absolutely had to get it. And I'm enjoying it as much as I did Dungeon Keeper 2 all those years ago. Thank you so much for releasing this updated version. Okay, this sounds okay. pretty positive. All sounds right. like a good game. Yeah. Two-star, Connor Weller. This app sucks. Oh, no. I am not a hypocrite. i can tell by the way you say that the beginning is pretty fun but after a while the gameplay gets boring and the dungeon building the dungeon building sucks when you remove tiles it takes forever and the room and the rooms are overpriced and the microtransactions get crazy a tile took 24 hours to remove it took 246 gems to remove i would write more but you get the gist wait a single tile a single tile, yeah. And this is a dungeon building game. Yeah, the the way the game works is you have your imps, in the PC version, you have the, your imps carve out the dungeon mm-hmm. 
from like yeah. rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So pres- I guess what they mean is that removing a tile of stone. You it- get the little clock thing and it says 24 hours. I, I guess it took 24 hours. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five stars. Patrick Smith. It takes me back to the old PC games, and for a free app, it does deserve five. I do wish I could make my god dungeons like in the PC with all the fun of sacrifice and torture, but I will submit to the rating gods on that. Unless it's added by paid content, then it is now age verified. Smiley face. My god dungeons? My god dungeons. You know, like the ones God has. Where where you to- oh, wait, that's hell, isn't it? Yeah, oh, where you shit. do the torture. Hell is just a god dungeon where he tortures people. <laughs> shit. Oh, damn it. Uh, one star by Jordan. Microtransactions. Monetization. That's all this game is, and EA had Google take off all negative reviews. So I'm just here to remind everyone, don't waste your time. Just go download Jumper. You'll have way more fun anyways. Jumper like that like that little game where you like bounce on the platforms? I assume they were referencing like I guess a game adaptation of the hit 2006 blockbuster Jumper. Oh, the one where <laughs> <laughs> Which is a movie that I don't remember anything else about, but I think well, it came one... out in roughly 2006. Is it, that's the one where JGL has a CGI nose? Who the fuck is... Oh, oh yeah, Joseph Jordan Glenn. Joseph Gord-Gord. Joseph Gord-Gord. Joseph Gord-Gord. Gord-Gord has a CGI nose to make him look like more like Bruce Willis. No. No, <laughs> that's something totally different. Looper. That's Looper. That's Looper. Jumper not- was just some kid jumping. It was just like a teen action movie about a kid that jumps. Oh, I think. damn. Was that the one with Hayden Christensen in it? Oh, fuck. I think it was. Damn. Look at my memory, son. Yeah, you got it. Five stars. Firegrim Reaper 00, who does not have it. It's like Clash of Clans, but as if you were a villain. It has a whole RPG vibe to it, mainly because of the art style. Clash of Clans was a little boring, honestly. This game has way more style. Is it a... Wait, is it a role-playing game? Is it, is it an God, RPG? No. Okay. No, I have no idea what they're talking about. One oh, so they're just talking about some other game. One star. We're going to keep flip-flopping. One star, VV King. This is just a Clash of the Clans clone. Does not have any of the heart and soul spelled incorrectly of the original Bullfrog game. So sad. Also, it's fake. Mike <laughs> drop. I just raided three dungeons, all exactly the same layout, gold amounts and level, different names. Looks like nobody is actually playing this pile of trash. <laughs> So that's so the reason they're calling it a Clash of Clans clone is that a couple of things about this game. I thought Clash of Clans was a tower defense. Essentially, which is essentially what this is, which is not at all what it was originally. Okay, 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 okay. So the way this game works is, for A, it's always online. You cannot play it offline. Okay, it, so you no... You cannot play it no offline. No bus adventure. Right. D- dungeon keeper. No. If, well, if you have... Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess guess I'm living in 2010. But if you live in rural America, you're fucked, probably. You're fucked. No dungeons Um, for you, rural America. It is always online, and you raid other people's dungeons. Just like Clash of Clans. Okay. I've never played Clash of Clans. Which is completely outside of what the game originally was. It's Uh, just a way to make that that aesthetic work on mobile in a way that gets money. So this is, it's a money grab. This is just a money grab from EA. Like get in the game, get in, get, get in the game. <laughs> 
five stars. But what I love, what I the reason I, I arrange these like this, and what I love is is that with all these, just like with the Roller Coaster Tycoon, you see people saying, "It reminds me of the game I loved as a kid." Five stars, and then it reminds me nothing of the game I I played as a kid. One star, and it's just all these people living in ostensibly the same reality, occupying the same space time. It's almost as though personal opinion is a bad way to review something. (laughs) It's almost as though nobody knows anything. Almost. Almost. So we have a couple more just to round out. Okay, 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 okay. I'm ready, I'm ready. We have a couple more just to round out my illustration of this point. Five stars from Jason E. It's made by EA. Get in the game. So it is obviously good. Oh, well, that's interesting. Well, that that is a hypothesis, isn't it? One star, Pat Cake. I hate this, and I hate you. <laughs> this is a disgrace to the old Dungeon Keeper games, which were perfect in every way. I had hope, and you people stomped on my heart. <laughs> what? <laughs> is, this, is this live journal? Right. Oh, my gosh. Is it WordPress? Yeah. I'm sorry, is this your Zanga page? <laughs> we got one more. Okay. To round us out, one star from the sarcastic one. This game, it's by far the most garbage I've ever played and have ever seen. Thank you, EA. But Bethesda did it better. Better meaning making a game that sucks. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm here to drag Bethesda too. Like we can do whatever, but I don't know why in this context. I don't know either. I think they just like taking shots at Bethesda. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? That's let's my be, favorite let's thing to do. <laughs> my favorite thing to do is stand on a very tall cliff and just lob rocks at Bethesda. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Much like the Clash of the Clans game. Yeah. Okay. If your life is a fucking mess, send us a mail on the pony distress. The pony distress. Hey, guess what? what? I've got nothing in our email inbox and nothing on Facebook. And there's no new iTunes reviews, which is fine. And uh, there's only a couple few things on Twitter that for I want to thank some people for it. So pretty, we're gonna be doing a pony distress mini. A mini distress. Just a small little panic attack. We, uh, I would like to thank, <laughs> first, uh, the Lonesome Friends of Science on Twitter for, I don't know if this is a thank you. I, I mean, what they shared with us was a monstrosity, so. Thank you for interacting with us in a fun way, is what I'll say. <laughs> thank you for your presence. Not necessarily thank you for sharing the image of a Krispy Kreme bread pudding. Yeah, I retweeted it, so you can find that in our feed if you would like to see a real-life Krispy Kreme bread pudding served like a cake as if it's not fucking gross um (laughs) and i would also like to thank uh listener liz again for uh recommending us on twitter thank you so much for that and i would also in the game i would also like to thank twitter user at zb allen for uh the topic suggestion for next week i'm absolutely going to take that and that is what we're going to do Oh, so, shit. Okay. Assuming it works out. I, guess I didn't I see that tweet, and I guess I won't look at it. Okie dokie. Uh, well, it's not. It's a direct message. Oh, uh, see, I, I never read our DMs. If you DM us, you're talking to Jonathan only. <laughs> Which? <laughs> Unless Jonathan tells me about it. There are better people to talk to, but there's worse, too. Hey, you know and what? And they're on Twitter. There's not better people to talk to. 
I, yeah, I don't know. I may be a little so, biased. Oh, also, we do have something new to something do. New something new and fresh and fun. Something new and fresh and fun to do. I have a special message. We do? Yes, I have a special message for Joel. Um, it says to tell him he smells like taco meat. And happy birthday from Ciara, Aura, and Star. So we have a birthday message special request. Yay! Which we were offered money for, and that's no. So here we go. We're going to do it. We're going to do it the only way I know how to do it. Three, two, wait. Three, two, one. Happy, happy birthday from the Ryan's gang. Wait. Three, two, one. Shit. Three, two, one. Happy, happy birthday. We're so glad you came. You have to sing it too. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. all sing it. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Happy, happy, happy birthday. birthday. We're oh, so glad, glad you came. came. So happy, happy birthday from the Ryan's gang. Hey, we are so excited. We hope that you are too. So happy, happy birthday from the Ryan's crew. Hey, happy birthday, Joel. Tina, I'm taking my 15. Which, which is weird that like if you look up the lyrics to the Ryan's yeah. birthday song, it like the last line in parentheses, Tina, I'm taking my 15. It always says that even though even though Steve had just went on his 30. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that was fun. That was so good. I like that. Do you want to hear um, something else that is deeply controversial? Yes. Having a vagina. <laughs> we are going to talk about... <laughs> And I'm super pumped about this one uh, because this is a book I was not allowed to read as a child. This is a, a coming of age novel from the 70s by the absolutely incredible Judy Bloom. We're going to talk about Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Okay. Have you ever read this book? Well, no. And I, I only I only know of it as like the joke that, I mean, not that. People, the, the the many plays on the title that people yes. have made yes. since 1970. Yes. That's all I know about it. So, okay. I'm going to briefly, just for anybody who doesn't know, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. M- Margaret. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is about uh, uh, 11 to t- like, I think she's like 11 and a half in the book, like 11 to 12 year old girl entering like middle school, junior high. And it's about getting your period and wanting boobs and having a crush and trying to make friends and those friends being really toxic and horrible. <laughs> and it's uh, it also looks into like the Margaret's parents. One of them is Christian. One of them is Jewish. And they decide to not raise her religiously. So but she needs to talk to somebody about all the shit that's going on in her head because nobody wants to talk to 11 year old girls. Um, especially in the seventies, but even now, uh, especially not about her period or like the real shit that is going on in an eleven-year-old girl's head. So she starts talking to God about boys and boobs and menstrual belts, huh. which the seventies a dark time to have your period. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, basically the dark ages. Basically the dark ages, but um. But so uh, when I was a kid, I was not allowed to read this book. I read it I, in high school, but that was still a long time ago. So I don't like don't at me if I say anything weird. Just like tell me that I got it wrong. It's I actually that's interesting because I had no idea it was that much of a book. You know, yeah. like, it had that much in it. Like I I mean, I, I was raised male. So that's not something that was going to be around. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, I bet your mom's read it, though. Maybe. I don't know. Um, 
I I don't think I've ever like seen a copy. Oh no! I don't think I've ever like seen it. I huh. knew I knew it was a book. I was vaguely aware that it was on the subject matter of like puberty. Yeah. And that's really I've never I I had no idea like how thick it was or anything. I had no clue. I, it's not super what thick. Genre? It's like no idea. 162 page. It's like not it's not a crazy it's a young adult novel. But so. I would have guessed like 20. I oh, thought no, I no, thought no. It, I thought it aimed lower than that. So Um no, it's like a, a young adult okay. like uh the kind of book the kind of chapter book you read in middle school. Gotcha. Okay. Um one star from T Heft. Terribly inappropriate. I was so disappointed to get this book for my 11-year-old daughter. In the first two chapters, it spoke about Playboy magazines, teenage boys only liking to look at pictures of naked girls, and a little girl wanting to have boobs like a Playboy model. Needless to say, I am glad I pre-read this book before I gave it to my daughter. This review has a comment on it. On Amazon? On Amazon. Okay. Comment from customer. None of the things you mentioned are in this book. You left a review for the complete wrong book. I hope your daughter has better role models than you. Ooh. Yikes. Nice. Suddenly a talk shit get dragged. Here's Fuck the yeah. unfortunate thing. That stuff is in the book. Uh, I, oh. It's not in the first, like, I guess it probably is in the first two chapters. But what happens is that the Margaret's, like, new best friend, because she moves and she has to make new friends, and the friend that she makes claims boys only look at Playboy magazines. Um Okay. Which, but also, like, that's, I, we're just going to talk a lot but, about what is and is not appropriate for 11-year-old yeah. girls, because I was an 11-year-old girl at one point, so. Really? Oh. Yeah, I know, I know. Isn't that crazy? I thought you were, yeah, I had no idea. I know, I know. Um. Uh, <laughs> um. Pat, one star, outdated. This book was perfect in 1982 when I gave it to my daughter to read. I recently bought it for my 13-year-old granddaughter and read it before giving it to her. There was no point in giving her this book. She would not be able to understand many of the references, such as dialing a phone. <laughs> Judy Bloom needs to rewrite this book for girls who are internet and text phone users, or the publisher should just take it off the market. That is... What? <laughs> Aren't you glad that all of the media... That, that I we... didn't say banana? That you didn't say banana. <laughs> Um, that all of the, <laughs> all of the, that all of the media we consume in this modern era is fully like has no telephone references in it. What what would happen if if we consumed media where someone dialed a telephone? I I I don't really know how to engage you. How how would the youth in this space understand what was happening? That has to be a joke review. It that is, is the not most a joke insane review. thing I've ever it heard. Is anyone. Not a joke. But like it, it, like I. Don't even know where to begin. There's so much classic media that has outdated technology. <laughs> like that's a wide swath of our fucking creations as a people. What's so I funny? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What's so funny to me is this book talks about menstrual belts. It talks about like before we just had super easy access to like tampons and like modern sanitary pads. It yeah. talks about like the ancient stuff that we use for periods. But that's not what the this grandmother is not concerned about that. This grandmother is concerned that their 13-year-old granddaughter will not know what dialing a telephone is. <laughs> In <And> this <laughs> review for the Odyssey, one star. Cyclops don't exist anymore. My son won't get it. <laughs> what? <laughs> In this review for the Outsiders, one star. Leather jackets aren't cool anymore. My son <laughs> won't get it. 
<laughs> Moby Dick, one star. <laughs> My grandson's never been on a boat. Melville <laughs> <Amazon laughs> should rewrite it without all the boats. Amazon customer has a one star review. Set it in Idaho. This is a good <laughs> This is a good book to have your young daughter read. If you don't think kids are already growing up too fast or if you don't think they are already exposed to enough sexuality from the culture or if you want her to be thinking about having sex before she is in her teens, let alone married, or if you haven't had a serious talk with her about the issues covered in this book, which, by the way, should come from the parent, not from an explicit book that treats these important topics in a flippant manner. I'm not sure which is a sadder commentary, the book itself or the fact that it received so many positive reviews. Or your brainwaves. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, and I just, um, can we, yeah, can we hone in on the second point? The yes. second if? The second, the second if. Big ol' if. If you don't think they are already exposed to enough sexuality from the culture. So, like, you're walking into your kid's room and you've got all these, like, healthy books about sex that are going to teach them some things. Yeah. And then you see that they're on Pornhub and you just, like, oh, well, fuck it. Throw it all in the trash. Damn, Too late damn now. It. I, I just, what is, <laughs> what is so curious to me is that these reviewers exist in a world where prepubescent girls do not speak to one another. Right. Like that is so, because part of the thing in the book is the influence that your friends have on you when you are in middle school. Like you want to have big boobs yeah. because you see that other girls have already developed. And I mean, those a lot of those girls are probably having their own struggles, but you don't care about that because you haven't developed yet. So are you the problem? Yeah. Like there's this there's this whirlwind of like, when's it going to happen? What's going to happen for prepubescent girls? And we're like, shh, don't talk about it. If we don't talk about it, they won't know. They won't know. They won't know what's going to happen if we don't talk about it. What the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me? I mean, the, the issue there is that a lot of those reviewers probably homeschool. So the girls don't, don't talk, talk to me. Don't talk they to me. Don't talk to other people their age. Oh, God. Unfortunately. Ah, okay. Except at church. I'm not gonna. And nobody has periods at church. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> um. Two stars from Chen. Am I the only one in the world who hated this book? Really? I don't get why people think this book is so realistic. Madigret is a sixth grade girl who is flat and is worried she'll never grow. This is sixth grade. It's not like all her friends are bra wearers and they have the same problems. Her crush is the cutest and meanest boy in class. She doesn't want to like the nice guy who has a crush on her because her friends hate him. She and her mom are best friends and the most unrealistic de deal She's immature, flat, never kissed, and doesn't have her period at the beginning of the book. And by the end, all has passed. Please. It also, it seems as though Judy Bloom has tried to cram every single thing that happens in puberty in this book, and it drags. Don't read this book if you're looking for real life. So is that just an incel that's trying to do some research? Yes, I think so. And I, I did... <laughs> I did want to go ahead. You're not allowed to answer like that. I, but I read it and I was like, oh boy. That's, <laughs> okay. a, that's an incel doing some research. Okie dokie. Um, 
And I don't, I, I don't, like, I, I don't, I don't want to be too, like, genderizing with this book because I know, like, a lot of people who get their, get their periods who are not women, a lot of people have yeah. vaginas who are not women. Um, but I'm just, like, I'm speaking about 11 and 12 year old people who identify as female. Right. And what's so funny to me is that nobody wants to hear what is going on inside their heads. And when somebody is like, this is what was going on inside my head when I was 11, they're like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. (laughs) People who identify as female have never thought about sex. Not one time. They don't find people attractive. (laughs) And it's so humorous to me, this idea that if we don't talk about it, maybe they will just never bleed. Like, they'll just never, it won't be traumatizing for them when it happens. <laughs> Are you ready for a magnanimous moment? Do you need a little lift? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I've got, I have two uh, quick <laughs> magnanimous moments. I wanted, I try to end with two magnanimous moments every time. Um, but this time I'm, I've got two magnanimous moments and then we've got one, I've got one more thing to say. Okay. Okay. Three stars from Cheryl. It's tough being a girl. (laughs) Come on, Cheryl. Get it, Cheryl. That's it. You're right. I don't know why it's three stars. Why is that a three star experience? I mean, I guess it's tough. So it's it's tough. Three stars. Pros and cons. Three stars. Artist Elaine has a five star review. This was a gift for an 11-year-old's birthday. The next time I saw her, she ran to me, hugged me, and told me it was the best book she had ever read. Her moms beamed. They had read it as a family, and it had opened up all kinds of things for them to talk about. Score! And I just had to had to keep that in because that was just like a really nice way to do this. Like, yeah. maybe read it with your kid. Maybe have serious conversations with your child. Maybe prepare them for what life is like. You know, yeah. maybe look at the toxic relationships in the book and talk about how you should be your own person and don't just go along with your friends or don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Maybe it won't happen. And we're going <laughs> to don't gonna... talk about it. Don't pray about it. Don't tell God. Don't tell me. Most of all, God does not know what boobies are. Do not talk to God about boobies. Um. And uh, I've got one Goodreads review just to wrap it all up. So this is Goodreads. This is the real book site. Right. One star. Yep. I read it. So shut the hell up. I think I stole it from my sister in the summer of 82 or something. It was about periods, I think. Whatever. I read a Judy Bloom book and you didn't. Why? What? That's it. <laughs> that, that's the Goodreads review. <laughs> so that's an incel doing research, right? <laughs> no. That's somebody who's proud. Listen. I know what a period is. <laughs> huh? I know what it is, and you don't. What's up? What? I, I do. I am curious as to what in someone's life drives them to get on <laughs> Goodreads. Goodreads, and be like, guess what? I read a Judy Bloom book, and you didn't. Terribly exciting website, Goodreads, and just... Eat my shorts. Get real feisty. <laughs> I. Should... Oh, man. Are we going to talk some more about EA? Get in the game. Get in the game. Yes, we have another mobile adaptation of a classic this time it's an ea classic get in the game uh this time it's a, it's it's made by them originally this is the sims free play oh i yeah. didn't know the sims had a mobile game uh they have two 
I did not look into the other one. I looked into free play because in the title it says free play. And that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Um, this has a 4.2 average. Huh? huh. Funny that. Uh, 963,000 reviews. And what I would like to do is read for you the top positive review as labeled and categorized by the Google Play Store. Okay. This is the top review. It's the first one you see when you scroll down. If you don't click see more reviews, you only see two out of the almost a million. (laughs) This is the top positive review. Please tell me the top positive review. This is a five-star review by Walter. I I love this game because it's it's just outer world. I just legit love this game. I always will love this game. And I think it's amazing. That's why I gave it five stars. And it will be extraordinary for little people. Will not little, little, little like kids, but like adults like can play this game because it's really amazing. And I think it's out of this world. And it's extraordinary. I just can't believe it. it is the best, but the best game in the world. I have so many friends on this and I even boyfriend and baby. obviously that's the top positive review that tells me everything i need to know and with so little punctuation i who needs it who needs we're moving away from punctuation who needs who needs one period (laughs) speaking of (laughs) margaret does (laughs) really only one though one was good enough can we stop i mean to be honest you want it until it happens and then you'd like it to go away (laughs) Hi, God. Um, maybe like a one and done system. <laughs> yeah. Hey, God. Turns out uh, this is hell. <laughs> <laughs> one star. We're going to do something similar. We're going to flip and flop. Boyfriend and baby. <laughs> Even boyfriend and baby. We're going to. Yeah, we're going to keep. We're fli- going to flippy flippy floppy. We're going to flippy floppy. One star from Angela. I bought a $15.99 packet yesterday, and I did not receive any of the items, not even the house. I am beyond upset. I keep trying to find where I am to request a refund with nothing but dead ends. I love Sims and was looking forward to payday just for this purchase as my little gift to myself. This is utterly ridiculous. I want my money back or I want my pack. Do not download. It apparently is a bit buggy and you can lose your money. I am glad it was not the $99 pack. That is so deeply sad. Like, I was ready to be like, oh, haha, you spent $16 on the Sims until they were like, I waited for payday so that I could do this for yeah. myself. And then suddenly the desperation crept yeah. in. And now I'm just really sad for Angela. I, yeah, I wanted to start The Sims, which is a game we all like know. You know, it's like The Sims is deeply ingrained. Yeah. I, I feel like it's kind of a niche game now that not a lot of people play as much as like The Sims 1 and 2. Maybe I'm wrong about it. I don't know what their player bases are. I see. I never I've, I never played it. So. I, I played 1 and 2 a lot and then they got cartoonier and zanier and I wasn't yeah, into yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. I mostly like designing houses, but... Oh, uh, no shit. No shit. Yeah. Um, I loved interior decorating, picking the right paint color. Oh, God. I, it's boring as fuck in real life, but in The Sims, super choice. Um, but I wanted to start, I wanted to start with, uh, (laughs) with like a review that basically just said it's extraordinary, like 20 times with no periods. And then someone who got burgled, who got burgled just to again, just to again, show the breadth of experiences people have with EA get in the game. Get get in the game. We have a five star review from Lieutenant Andres. 
Epic Games. Sometimes ads will pop up, but the currency of the game will be rewarded. And with some XP or skips, a task just for one ad, the developers really put time and work into this game. They do deserve cash. Gross. Gross. <laughs> I'm upset now. I'm on Angela's side. Developer response from EA get in the game. Please send 10s and 20s. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah? yeah? Okay. Definitely thought that was real. Five stars from Donna. The best online game ever for those of us not looking to hurt, maim, or slaughter. These guys. Those are the only things I'm looking to do. Yeah, I know. And also, you're playing The Sims wrong. These guys really listen to us simmers try their best to give us what we want. Fake Sims free play, you are the best. And I'm just saying, when I was a kid playing The Sims, it was about hurting, maiming, and slaughtering. And see, I think that's why I could never get... Everybody's always like, oh my gosh, I love to trap my Sims in the swimming pool and take their ladder out. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck y'all. <laughs> we are a messed up generation. I just, I didn't get a lot of pleasure by like setting civilians on fire. <laughs> but I get it. Some people, you need an outlet. Everybody's got to have a hobby. Yeah, and I mean, for me, it was always like, it was always the bubble universe. I'd make a save. I would, <laughs> I would save my family, just like in like Fallout or, or or an Elder Scrolls game. You make a save, and then you kill everybody. <laughs> you just set a bubble universe adrift. Just adrift, where everyone is yeah. dead. And then you come back to the normal. It's like it's like uh, Donnie Darko, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah, then you, okay, you okay, correct okay, the record okay, okay. later, yeah. We have a few more reviews. Okay. We have a five-star review from Flower Light. I love the game. They should add a new cooking stuff. You should be able to eat the baking stuff just like you can eat the food you cook and make gourmet meals and family-sized meals. Do you want to stop me? <laughs> you should be able to get in the pantry and eat all the flour like a goblin. Why can you not do this? I would like to eat butter by the stick. <laughs> You should be able to look in the fridge and freezer and put leftovers in the fridge. There should be a grocery store you can go in and go shopping, and your children beg the mom for stuff. There should be parties Sims invite you to, and more than just 10 Sims can go out, and more Sims should live together? <laughs> is this stuff that's in, like, the regular game? No, you can't. There is no Sims game where you can take your children to the grocery store, and then they complain at you and, and beg for stuff. So Turns out The Sims tries to be at least a little escapist. <laughs> this person does not want to escape. They, this person would like to get on their phone and live their day-to-day -day life. That's Yeah. They just want to do it again. They would like to do it again, but on the small screen. They get home from the grocery store and their ears are bleeding and they want to do it all over again. <laughs> we have a two-star view from Nature Christian. I like the game. I've played it off and on for two years now. However, it would be even better for there to be an adult version with nudity of adults and more romantic options of gestures, affection, more flower options, candles slash lights, furniture, holiday decor, clothing, jewelry, tattoos, and more hairstyle options. Thanks. Okay, nature Christian. <laughs> okay. Really sandwiched. All right. All right. Really, no. really sandwiched. I the, yeah. would like this to be nudier, please. <laughs> Please and thank you. But also more clothing. Hey, are you there, God? I'd like some pornography. <laughs> are you there, EA? Get in the game? Get in the game. Hey. Can, can we get in the porn, too? Can we, <laughs> can we get in the dirt? Get in the gutter. <laughs> I have a two-star review from Haley. 
I have a relationship for, and I'm level 12. And I did the thing to get the bassinet, and I have school, and that had a time limit, so I couldn't be there to get them done. And now the thing disappeared, and now my sim wants kids, but I can't because the bassinet is still locked, and there's no way to buy the bassinet. But it's a good game. I thought you said it was escapist. (laughs) I thought you said it was escapist. I thought you said there weren't as many hurdles as there were in real life. Naturally, most people have to find their bassinet before they can have kids. Did you? Did your parents not have to find the bassinet before they could have you? That's not. That's not the birds and bees I was given. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> Five stars from Tracy. I really love this game, but I really want the romantic sleepwear, and I can't buy it. So that really makes me upset. Otherwise, this game is fun and keeps me playing. I would recommend this game if you are bored. Please write back on a new way to earn the romantic sleepwear. <laughs> sexy sli- sims give I me really, sexy sims i really want my sim to slip into something more comfortable and i can't and i that's can't very upsetting but four stars four stars i'd like to be comfortable <laughs> one star it's our last review okay to round out our ea edition get in the game get in the game of click me baby one more time one star from Emmanuel. This is lame. The character I was finally able to make after doing a dumb long tutorial had like three customizable options and they were all dumb. I finally got to the point where I could build a house and I got four walls and a door before I run out of money. What a huge waste of time. Uninstall. <laughs> no room. Because mostly with The Sims, I was just picking like absurdist reviews yeah. that had absurd shit in yeah. them, like wanting more nudity <laughs> and also decor and clothing, please. Please. But mostly and the nudity. Tattoos. And tattoos. Um, but I just wanted to end on a note to remind everyone, again, it's a mobile game. Turns out they expect you to spend lots and lots and lots, lots of money. Lots and lots of money. But they're going to take it and they are going to give you nothing. And they're going to take it just a little bit at a time so you don't realize until you look at your bank statement later how fucked you are. For just pennies a day. <laughs> For just pennies a day, you can keep your sim healthy and full of food. There was one review. I didn't... I, I cut it. Yeah. But there was one review where they like... They said that the game runs in real time. So <laughs> if you like... If you like have a job and stuff, you might not check on your Sims for a while. And then when you do... Do they die? No. But like what, Tamagotchi? Well, kind of like Tamagotchi, they do just piss on the floor all oh. over the house. And like get all their needs really low because you haven't checked on them in a while. So they Yikes. are like Tamagotchi on your phone, which okay, is what we all need. Will they die? I didn't see anyone say that. Okay, so they so might it's have, more like a Neopet situation. Yeah, I think they might have cut death from the free play. Oh. I don't... That'd be wild, though. No, I'm sure they'd still die of old age. They have to. Okay. I don't know. But that's like an essential part of The Sims that you have generations. Uh, Oh, okay. So. And that you murder people in a swimming pool. Yeah. Is my understanding. Yeah. To make room for the next generation, usually. You like to murder virtual characters in a swimming pool. Why don't you get in touch with us? (laughs) Tell us about it. Tell us. Hey, folks. Tell us the weird shit you did in The Sims when you were younger, because I'm sure Jonathan would love to read that. I'll give you my two weirdest real quick. Yeah, please. First weirdest, built a firehouse where I put a, I put the I put the, the family in the house, and then I filled it with the cheapest chairs available, a bunch of fireplaces, and all the cheapest ovens, and then I made them cook a lot. So you set the firehouse on fire? 
Yeah, yeah. They, okay. they super died. I blocked all the doors. Oh, okay. Good, 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 yeah, good, yeah. good. Uh, second weirdest thing, I made a family just called the Hippies. Yeah. And they just lived on a plot of land with no walls. <laughs> so <laughs> if you can top either of those stories, please email us at foreveracritic at gmail.com. Get at us on Twitter at Critic Everyone or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Critic Everyone. I will just emphasize that I was 12. I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but I was 12. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Music credits. Uh, Well, Well, also just real quick, real quick. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. Please. Call um, to action. Yeah. Like, subscribe, give us a review on your favorite podcatcher on iTunes. It really helps people find our podcast. um, And that's super great. But mostly just like, Tell some folks. Yeah. That's great. Word of mouth is awesome. Um, I would like to thank Jazar for Green Lights, which is our outro music. Yes. Uh, Guillaume Tucker for Bebop Molecule, which is our little ad break. Get it. And as always, Steve Combs for Drag Chain, which is our fucking bop of an intro. Yeah, dog. And on that note. <laughs> we'll catch you next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs>